this is how we operate. Okay. All right. So what do we call ourselves again? It's been a while. <laughs> you would think that we um, would get better at this with the frequency that we practice recording. Yeah. So it's... Um, Should pull up our cheat sheet. Oh, yeah. We have a cheat sheet. Here we go. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Bits and Bytes podcast. My name is Danielle Ross, and I'm the elementary tech coach. And I'm Doug Kutcher. I'm the director of technology systems and programs here at Southwinds Republic Schools. And today we are going to talk about artificial intelligence 2.0. Yeah, because it's been a while since we've talked about um, ChatGPT and BARD and everything. So it's like it's good to update people on what's going on. Yeah. I mean, AI is being updated on a very frequent basis so yeah like daily not just yeah yeah i subscribe to a newsletter called tldr do you know what that stands for doug um wasn't that a band in the 90s i some beyonce in there um (laughs) it's called destiny's child (laughs) no really destiny's child was beyonce's starting band oh i Um, thought no seriously TL, TLC, TLC. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Isn't Destiny in that? No, no. Beyonce, Beyonce was not Destiny. in there. <laughs> no. Tiva's Left Eye and Chili. Oh, so you know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I am out of touch. Well, TLDR. I do, I do subscribe to that newsletter and I could not tell you what that means. Well, people should get used to it because I'm going to start throwing it in emails pretty soon. Uh, it stands for too long didn't read so if you have a lot to say you can say it all out for those that want to read all of it is that what it stands for really yeah too long didn't read and then at the end you put it as like a little bold tldr with a semicolon a colon one of those things and then you get a quick summary of you know lots of tech changes you have to take action in the next week or whatever and then they can say okay when i have time i'll come back and read the full thing yeah, no, it's great. I, I I like it, but I don't know if I'm gonna actually read it anymore because it's kind of uh, pompous of them to call it that. No, TLDR, the newsletter. I subscribe to Regular Tech, and I subscribe specifically to AI, which is a free email newsletter for anybody who wants to sign up. Just go Google TLDR newsletter and sign up. It sends you a link and to a bunch of articles. Tells you how long it takes to read them, and if the short description piques your interest you know you might need three more minutes to read the full article so that's what the three minute stuff means yes four minutes yes it gives you an overview of bard now has images bard is thinking about using subscriptions in the future paid subscriptions and if you're like oh wow i'm really interested in bard i'm going to spend the three minutes they say it takes to read this whole article yeah and click on the link it probably takes me 30 seconds took a speed reading class yeah. you're part of that group i actually read a speed reading book yeah don't don't ask me how long it took me to read the speed reading um, book <laughs> the opposite of a speed reader you know when they're like oh we have you know 20 pages to read i think we'll be good you know if we give everyone 15 minutes or whatever i'm on like page three you know the thing about and i'm not joking i did read a speed reading book it was popular when i was in sixth grade it was a class was it? it cost money you signed up oh get ready boy. for state assessments Oof, I'm sorry for you. I didn't. I couldn't afford it. Anyways. No, the speed reading philosophy, at least the book that I read, and I, I read it slow, slowly. <laughs> so <laughs> it, uh, 
it was like you basically you're flipping the pages and you're chunking. So you're do first you start off paragraph by paragraph and you're good enough to go page by page. But the thing is, if you actually want to really comprehend things in the book, yeah, um, they said do it again. So you so just read it at the regular pace. No, no, read it fast read it again. Twice. So it's like I'm not going to bother doing that. Like I'm just going to read it the my pace the first time. Yeah. But it did make a good point about reading. We read, and this is for our educators out there. Yeah, we have a voice in our head. Always. However, what was interesting about this, and it actually worked, is that you get rid of that voice when you're reading. No. Believe it or not. Yeah, Mine has accents. <laughs> All right. Well, you're having fun with it, and reading shouldn't be fun. But um, it should be hard work. It's the only way you learn. What are you laughing at? Anyways, so... For those of you out there right now, Danielle is uncontrollably laughing over there for something that I don't know what I said. Something about reading should be fun or not should be fun. You know, anyways, you know, I'm joking, of course. Reading should be fun. Yay. I might actually have to pause this. Uh, okay. Anyways, so I'll just keep going while she <laughs> tries to control herself. Um, yeah, so it, the speed reading is, was really interesting concept where <laughs> you take your inner voice out and you're just using your brain and it, it makes it pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I know I sound like really not like a really normal person <laughs> saying that, but. I don't think normal people don't really speed read either um, and actually have to go through the speed read the book, same book three times to actually comprehend what's in there. Um, anyways, I think Danielle's almost back here. It is. Um, we do our best recording at f Friday afternoon after a week long of work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> it just happens, especially when I come out saying reading shouldn't be fun. <laughs> That it was such a matter of fact, and you just kept going. Yeah, 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 yeah. This pleasure. Right. What's this pleasure reading for? Goodness. Anyways, all right. Um, where so were we? Speed. We were, we're talking about speed reading, and we're talking about AI. Oh, we talked about TLDR. Yes. Yeah. And that's the why. pompous <laughs> newsletter that comes out. No, it's a great newsletter, and it does the three minute. It, it's yeah. That's where we had speed reading. So, um, yeah. No, it's it's great. I I. Uh, I read it like probably every other day. I go for the headlines. Yeah. No, the headlines are good. Apple Vision Pro, they've sold 2,000. That came out today. That We're speaking today and Friday. That came out today. Oh. They've, they've people sold 2,000 units. Aren't they like a couple grand a piece? They're 3,500, 30, 30, I think. We got to start fundraising. That's a lot of money. So the mi reviews are mixed on the Vision Pro, but I will, I'll reserve my review later when, <laughs> when I don't have one. Go to an Apple conference? How do we test these out? Yeah, I Apple need to Store test. Apple right in Evergreen? Yeah, that's the whole thing about VR, right? I you got to test them out. You got to test it out. You can't just commit. They do have a return policy if you're lucky enough to get one. Yeah, but that means when you get one, you days. have to actually like set it up right away. That's my problem. Yeah, you got to set it up. and But I guess the thing about that is the hand motions um, right off the bat are good. Oh. 
only thing is that the people said two hours is the max. The people who are reviewing them. I thought they had a battery pack attachment. No, two hours is the max you actually can uh, stand to have it on your head. Oh. Uh, somebody tried to do it like all day long. But yeah, it's like two or three hours for the battery pack too. Yeah. I mean, who, wha- should should you have tech right in front of your eyeballs for a full day though? Well, like here's an inch away. This morning I was at the gym and I was um I was uh watching uh, I think CNBC just cuz like that's you know, you can have something on mm-hmm. while you're running on the treadmill. And uh one of the the um I think it was uh I forgot who it was. Um basically said that when you take it off and you look in the real world, the real world isn't as vivid. So oh. it's, I'm I'm wondering about like a withdrawal thing. I'm like, is it like sea legs? Like, well, not not sea legs. Just like, oh, the real world is pretty dull. Yeah, there's no filter. because it, yeah, there's <laughs> because it's like more than 4K. You're in this magical environment, and like you know, it's it's also augmented reality too. So it's not just you, you can be choose to be immersed or like half immersed in the real world and see that. But the technology is absolutely fascinating. So uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's its first iteration. So yeah. So my whole thing with that is you can't move. I mean, think about what the first iPhone was like, and where we are now. Yeah, yeah. But you can't. So with VR right now, you can't walk around. Yeah, not so, recommended. So uh, actually, Disney. Yeah, <laughs> one of the Imagineers at Disney came up with um, just recently. They put out a, a YouTube video. Um, it's uh, the Omni treadmill, the Omniville. So it's just basically these blue discs that you can stand mm-hmm. and you can walk around while you have a headset on. Oh. So and it actually controls like if you're going in different places. I don't think you can run on it, but it was kind of cool. He was walking on it, kind of like Ready Player One. Did you see that movie? No. You I'm have not seen. You're a tech coach, and you have not seen Ready Player One. Harry Potter. This is like your generation. List. It's beyond Harry Potter. <laughs> I I didn't know I wanted to get into technology until we opened Orchard Hill, by the way. Well, it, I think it came out after Orchard Hill opened. but Well, then COVID happened and I was drowning. Yeah, so. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. I know the second movie came out and I couldn't even make it through the first 10 minutes. Well, I got so bored. That sounds really inviting. Yeah, Wait well, the watch. first one was... No, the book was pretty good. 2018 uh, film. Oh, yeah, that's right. The book, the second book I couldn't get through. But the first book was interesting. It was a... You know, you know how you, the sequels it, they can hit or miss. Yeah, and you know, so you have to do something kind of unique but connected to the original. And wow. I felt like this, the second book, Ready Player Two, I think, or whatever yeah. it was, um, just kind of it was like a continuation. And I'm like, ah, oh, you got to do something unique. Anyways, it's no, not a third, review. The third Google question says, "Is Ready Player Two as good as the first? But in the answer says, but in every way, it is a far inferior product than Ready Player One. Oh, there you go. It's commonly asked, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I didn't ask anybody. That was my own review. Yeah, well, apparently other people had the same thoughts as yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so VR is just not there yet. It's kind of cool. It has a cool factor. Um, and, of course, you can get immersed in it. And we have animation, but you can't walk around. But here's my thing where it could take off, where people think, oh, yeah, we want to move around. Because I remember, I remember back in my day, <laughs> the Nintendo Wii came out. Yeah. And yeah, but your, your eyeballs were, were your own eyeballs at that point, right? 
<laughs> like you didn't have goggles on there? No, no. But you had your controllers. Yeah. And you can move around. Yeah. And then Microsoft came out with their, you know, their, you know, for motion there. And then um, PlayStation came out with their wand. So everyone was on this whole kick that people wanted to move around. But they didn't. Then they realized, well, after a long, hard day's work or whatever, and you're sitting, you come back home. The the last thing you want to do is get a sweat on doing a video game. You want to sit on the couch and play a video game. You don't oh, want to be moving around the room. For your generation. No, that's every generation because it the, all those products went away. The 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 Wii's around, but the the whole movement thing is, uh, you're. I, I mean, I'm I was a totally kid when right games were out, and that's what we used to do. If it was inclement weather, you go play a game. Yeah, but I'm saying video but games. You're saying, yeah, you're saying adults who have a long day at work. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Like so, a long day at school. Of but course I'm going to go dance, dance, revolution, battle my brothers. Yeah, okay. Like a gar- guitar hero. That's like the, those are the two games that actually took off, but well, I, don't, I don't really see that much Yeah, I would days. like a guitar hero for after a long day's work. Yeah. Well, anyways, I so love my tangents. yeah, we're way off. Uh, so we're I talking mean, it's about still yeah. talking about tech, but we're we're circling, we're circling, circling. Yeah. Around. So my prediction is, of course, it's Apple, and of course they do everything really well, and yeah, and it's almost you know Apple is in that kind of cultish way where people just kind of will buy an Apple product because they're Apple people. They yeah, did a brilliant me. marketing uh, way back in the day where they they linked their device to creativity. And so people thought that if they bought an Apple device, they would be more creative, and they took off with that. And so that's how they kind of generated this whole thing. Yeah. And they'll 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 buy this device, and it's a really cool device. And uh, I just I don't know. We're not at that. I want to I want to basically have a device. I don't want to wear a headset. I want the device. You just put it in the middle of the room. And basically control it with your phone or whatever or just with your voice and say, I want to go to Africa. I want to go to the Alps. And then it makes the room the Alps. That's what I want. I don't want to put it on my head. I just want it project. It's like the holodeck. You know, and we talked about that before. I had to research that, yeah. Yeah, the holodeck. Um, yeah. So you're thinking like it would happen. Okay, so there's some, like, logistics. Like, you have hardware on your walls that is connected, and then all of a sudden, like, I've got long, wild grass from Africa. and Yeah, no, it would be very cool. But there is a um, company. There's a couple of companies. Um, I was just talking to a vendor last week, um, and she went to FETC down mm-hmm. in Florida, and she said that she saw there – wow, that was <laughs> – don't try to say that fast um, – it was a uh, basically an igloo that you bring in your class, mm-hmm. you blow it up, mm-hmm. and then there's a projector you put inside, like I'm talking about, yep. and it projects um, onto the walls of the igloo. Do you think that is like that Las Vegas dome thing? Have you seen that? No, I haven't. <gasps> okay, so I think you two performed there, and it's this massive. I'm just gonna search Vegas dome you two. Uh, the Vegas about the one sphere, in Colorado? The Las Vegas Sphere. And I'm going to play it on my computer with no sound here. It's massive. And then they had it set to be in some other worldly location. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. The, the images from the interior 
were unreal. So that's their concept in your classroom. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot of work. My friends is actually at the U2 con concert when they were doing this. Really? Yeah. It was all over the internet. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's the concept. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, you basically have a geodesic dome in your classroom. So I don't know what the, so you basically clear out your desks, blow up this dome, everyone gets in it, they sit down and then it just projects. And then you don't have to get sick and you don't have that whole, yeah. you know, you have actually a VR experience and then you're together too. And like, so we've seen it in our district with our VR sets that the teacher likes to guide the class around. It's not mm -hmm. like, hey, put on a VR set kids and go off and play on your own, which is, would be okay, but because um, it's all what they're putting out there anyways, but actually guiding the kids around that are collaborating in VR. But that's the whole thing with that dome. You're kind of like in there teaching. So I think that's a cool idea. So that's coming to a classroom near you soon. Doug's predicting the future. I, well, I think that's the way to go. Um, so anyways, so what are we talking about? <laughs> AI updates. AI updates. So we have Google Bar just updated. For those of you out there, they have uh, images embedded into Bar, not embedded, um, but you can ask Bar now for to create an image, and it will create one for you. So it's a really cool um, thing. You don't have to go to an outside program to get your image created um, by AI. You can just do it in Bard. So you can go back and forth. You can talk. You can come up with a project and ask questions, get answered and say, all right, give me some images for my project all in Bard, which is, I think is pretty cool. So yeah, the website is bard.google.com. And if you work in South Windsor, you can sign up using your apps if you need to. It, I mean, I'm already signed up with my apps, lets me write in. And I just typed in, create a picture of a polar bear on a skateboard and we are generating as we speak. I did a picture of a bison with VR goggles on. There you go. And it created it. It was very nice. The new logo for Ted's Montana Grill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is a great picture of a, a polar bear. It looks like the Coca-Cola polar bear. Yeah, it probably, probably is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a polar bear on... Um, it's skateboarding on the beach with uh, icebergs in the background. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think um, it's pretty, I mean, realistic, too. Yeah, so I mean... It's not 100%, but... Ways that I would use this is if you are... Maybe you're doing a collaborative writing piece in the classroom and the kids are giving you ideas and you need an illustration and sometimes you can't always find what you're looking for. I think this would be a great idea to illustrate their stories. Yeah, no, you can, especially like a choose-your-own-adventure story. Yeah, definitely. I was a big fiction writer. I'm a big fiction reader, too, so. Yeah, or you read other books besides Harry Potter? Actually, yeah, I don't read Harry Potter anymore. I just keep it for collective purposes. Um, but, so this would be for adults, though, in our, our town. Yep. We can't let kids use it yet. Yeah, not for educational in the education, um, our app, basically it's called Google Workspace for Education, and they haven't really opened that up for kids. Um, 
but they have they have opened it up for 13 and older if they have a personal account so just to clarify because i get asked this a lot when you are using your district at apps account google knows your age so the kids already have these protective measures yes. in place you don't have to yeah. worry you don't have to worry Okay. Because yeah. we basically we have to check a box in the admin saying you're 18 and old, older. So all staff in our district that are 18 and older are we check the box and they're in a certain organization and so Google knows that they're 18 and older, and they know all our students are not. Yeah. So that's, that's how that's, that's how we people. project them. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I tell them. I said, don't worry, they're they're safe. I mean, we have other filters in place too, but that's one thing at Google that you have to control. And so it's something that we can't just, I'm kind of waiting for Google to say, all right, we're going to let kids in school system, school districts actually use this. Yeah. Um, there are other school districts out there that uh, other states um, that are using some, like ChatGPT, if it's 13 and older, getting parental permission. We can't do that in Connecticut because our data privacy laws. We can't just, um, unless they uh, do certain... Um, agree to certain um, policies mm -hmm. uh, for the state of Connecticut. So it's not there yet, but, but Teachers can there. use it as a teaching complement. Oh, yeah. One thing I like about BARD, um, and I use ChatGPT a lot too, so I go back and forth. But I like BARD, especially for work, is because you can put things out in spreadsheets. Yeah. And it goes right to your Google Drive. So what would you what would be like a prompt that you would tell it? Because in Bard you have to think of your own questions. Prompts. Yeah, prompts. So what would you what would you ask for that? But anything for the spreadsheet? Yeah, so do you do you input your own data? Do you how does I'm not a big Bard user, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you can you can uh, input like um tables um right into your prompt. So you just I, copy and paste? Yeah, you can try to copy and paste. Um like PDFs, things like that, instructions. Oh. So you, c you basically it won't come out like a table, but it'll it'll read it like it will. It'll come out just like a string of text. Okay. But then it'll, it'll recognize it like a table, or or, or kind of organize it just like that. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, I mean, stuff like uh, if you're writing up, I've done. Uh, like for evaluation purposes mm -hmm. just to test it out um just write up and then ask it to categorize things and the things that i've written up oh. and then and then i say give it to me in a table format and then i can put that in a spread it'll put it in a spreadsheet in my google drive you did a narrative form and it turned that yeah, that's the intelligent way to just to you know, talk. Yeah, listen. Yeah, I was kind of rambling there, but yes, a narrative form. I'm just trying to figure out I how say, you did it. Yeah, so it's a narrative form, and then I said basically, here are my criteria that what I'm looking for. Here's my criteria, and then put this in table. Get the evidence from the narrative form and put it in table uh, format. So if you can do a, like a rubric, if you ever did a rubric and say, I need evidence, you know, what, what matches this? And mm -hmm. does it fulfill all the um, criteria for the different, like, one, two, three, four in okay. your rubric? It can do that, so. Very cool. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned that, I did um, some PLCs recently on the SAMR model, and I wanted to make sure that I had enough evidence in my presentation, so I asked ChatGPT for a table form of um, – 
I asked specifically for examples of software that would meet each of the categories. So substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition. And it did come out with a nice table form that I could peruse and copy and paste into my own presentation. Nice. So I just got my MBA. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Elvis. So I, all my presentations had AI in it. Um, I, I didn't use it just to copy and paste the prompt in or the question in to get spit out an answer. However, I did like stream of consciousness to get, organ you know, just get my thoughts out, which, you know, I'm a type A, B person. I don't know. So I'm type A with a lot of things, but I'm relaxed with other things. Okay. I don't know. But okay. I get type A over academic stuff, right? So, okay. um, so I, I'm very, it, sometimes it takes me a long time to write things because I want it to be perfect the first time. And that's yeah. not, if you ask any English teacher, that's not the way to do it. No. Um, you know, so I'm so cr uh, hypercritical of how I'm writing and like uh, whatever. So, but now with AI, I can just stream of consciousness, put it out there, put it in the AI, say, hey, can you clean this up a little bit? And then it'll clean up a little bit. And then it's like an iteration. Oh, yeah. I go back and forth. It's like, you know, it's like the mini me. I said mini me. It's like I'm talking to mini me, and it's like going back. That has nothing to do with it. But anyways, <laughs> but it, so it's going back and forth. So and the end product was is just um, something that is AI enhanced, but it's all yeah. my thoughts. I use that lately for emails. Um, I'm sure all of us are in the same boat where I feel like. I've got tons of emails coming in. I've got people talking to me in person. I've got tasks already going. And I don't even know if what I'm saying is coherent. So I'll write my best, put it into ChatGPT, and I'll just say, please make sure this is clear and concise. It will clean it up for me. And then I can send it off knowing someone already checked my work. Yeah, no, I that's that's perfect. Because I, sometimes I'll do an email and I will put it in ChatGPT and I'll ask, is, is this clear? Is this understand? Can people understand this? And then it'll spit out. Yes, it's clear because I'm clear all the time. Always does. And yeah, I'll, always. But it'll list out the different points in my email. And it, and then it can give you a suggestion as well. So I've, I've used that. I've used that a lot for imagery for any projects that I've, that I've done. And I've always, you, you always have to be upfront and just say, AI has created this. When you're doing citation, like I would cite basically say or even the first image or all my images mm -hmm. say what is created is it, i would say uh, created by dolly or created by doug kutcher with assistance by dolly okay something like that because it's really my thoughts my ideas yeah but ai is actually producing the output so it's a collaboration there but you, you know that's basically i'm properly setting my work for ai this is great for all of our people who are enrolled in the o92 yeah. program in town yeah, yeah, it's it's something. It's so obvious. It's like so people are just so worried about um, kids plagiarizing. Well, not plagiarizing or using AI. Just, yeah, yeah, not using their own thoughts. Not using their own thoughts. But you know, when it begins with certainly, I will help you. You know, yeah. if they're just copying and pasting a, the whole ChatGPT response, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. There was this Eric Olson. He's a um, he's a reporter, but he also works, I think, at Western uh, Connecticut. State University. So uh, he puts out stuff in Tech and Learning. Okay. It's another newsletter. Okay. It's not. It it's actually, full length, not TLDR. It's a legit newsletter and doesn't insult your intelligence. No, 
um, by saying that it's a three-minute read. No, it, so he uh, puts out like um, some interesting articles, but it, it, one of his latest, because he also teaches too, mm-hmm. um, is basically how to recognize an AI written work. Seven ways you can recognize AI written work without technology. Yeah, I'm sure people can tell when I have made a post that is strongly dependent on AI's verbiage. And to be honest, I don't always care when people can tell. Yeah, it has to be consistent with the student. It has to be consistent with the person, yeah. right? So when I put something out there, um, I was like a robot before AI. So now true, true, there's, true. No, there's no difference. So yeah, it's I've just had like to I'm research just, a lot of your vocabulary words. Yeah, so it's like it's there's no difference with me and AI. So yeah. uh, anyways, no, it's, um, it's really interesting that you you can sort of tell so i mean those are things that we can go over with teachers too just to recognize if if they have like a sneaking suspicion that something is written with ai if you have a suspicion you just talk to the student yeah you kind of it's like using a calculator they have to be able to prove their work and if you ask them questions about this topic and they can't answer any of those questions about that topic yeah, I mean, and, I, and I get the counter argument is like, well, I have 120 essays to to grade. Yeah, and and I I don't want to do that every one, but it's like there are telltale signs. There of, are because if you're getting used to reading the person's, you know, um, voice. Yeah, everyone has a certain voice, the and grammar style, you know, the yeah, Oxford comma, and on and yeah, and and now that stuff is always available to us now. Mm-hmm. So like going forward, so people are going to be using things like Grammarly, things like AI to clean up their, um, yeah. but still it's, it's still, um, your thoughts have to be coherent yeah, and cohesive. Cause I, I've, I've just recently, it's not like, so it does get better over time, but I have to say that some of the stuff, um, that I've been using and I, I just put in there, it, it doesn't get at the heart of the matter. You know, it it's kind of like, fluff. it's like a fluff. And so it's like stuff like that where you just, you know, it doesn't, do, it's not a hundred percent there yet. Yeah. I mean, it's doing its best. Yeah. So yeah, if you're out there, you can use bard.google.com um, and anybody not in South Windsor, it's a free account for Google. Um, yeah. They still say it's an experiment because they just don't want to get blamed if something goes sideways. AI is not out to take over the world, believe it or not, but <laughs> But it's not a person. It can fake being a person, but it's not a person. It is a tool that you can use. Yeah. Um, but like, we can talk about Magic School AI. Yeah, Magic School just had an update this week as well. Um, they have what they call another custom chat, ja- custom chat bot, which so far works just like the text version of ChatGPT and Bard. I give it a roll. I don't know if it can do images. I don't think it can. So just how it works, and I I know you don't want to know how it works. Or you might, I don't know. Some people. Some people might. But it's basically going back to uh, like an open AI. API. API. So I don't know. You actually have to, like when you're using ChatGPT and you're paying for it, you're using the version 4, which is much better than 3.5. Yeah. And it's not using BARD, so you're getting... Something that's not, I'm just saying it might not be on the cutting edge. So, so, so if you use Bard and do the same kind of prompt, you might get something different or even better than what you'd see in Magic School AI. But the, yeah. I can see the appeal of Magic School AI because all your prompts 
are there. It's like 90% is there, right? Oh, there's a ton. Yeah. And one of the new little buttons here is the custom chat pod that brings you to a texting feature. Um, but I, the prompts are all here. I like it uh, because people who are new to AI sometimes find that they don't get the answer they're looking for in AI and then they kind of give up on it. And that's because it takes, you know, just like Googling, you have to be very specific with what you're looking for. And if what you ask for doesn't come back, you read, you reword your question. Uh, but in magic school, it has these prompts already in here for you. They're sorted by category. And then within there, they have an exemplar, which is a model of what a good prompt would look like and the answers you'll get from such prompt. So it's giving you like the training wheels on how to use BARD and ChatGPT on, on your own. Yeah. Yeah, training wheels or prompts. Prompts, yeah. yeah. And it's it's nice graphical interface. Oh, yeah, it's pretty. The, yeah, but now they, they have a paid tier. They do have a paid they tier. They got to pay it for somehow. Yeah, so the free version, if you just sign up now, again, you can use your Google account with South Windsor. Um, you are allowed to sign up for AI with that. You'll get a two-week premium free trial. And then after that, you get bumped down to the free version only, which is what I'm on. And it works well enough. Uh, but there are some things like you can't modify some of your prompts after you get it back. You have to start over. So they are making some of it uh, an incentive to pay for it. But it works great as a free version still. Yeah. So the key is you could use Bard for free if you knew what to ask or you saved your prompts. Yeah, you could. And the thing about Bard, too, um, it saves your conversations. Yeah. On the left-hand side. So you can go back to this conversation. So if you were had something similar to what you wanted to accomplish that you've done, did two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you can go back to the conversation and kind of continue the conversation. And it's this is where it's gotten a lot better. It'll actually, um, because before it would forget. Yeah. Well, in TLDR, they talked about how Bard is looking into a subscription model. So who knows? Maybe they take away the remembering part, like Magic School took away the I remembering part. I think they're going to do a subscription model for newer features and like a like a better access. Well, yeah, you might be we'll right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This stuff ain't cheap. No, they get you hooked on the good stuff and then they, they take it away. Yeah, it's a freemium model. It's, yeah. it's awesome if you're on that that side of it. If you have the money to uh, to finance it, like Google does, and I'm sure Magic School AI has some big backers as well. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool to toggle between. You know, I go between ChatGPT, Magic School AI, and I'm gonna start dabbling in Bard more often um, because you know once you learn the skill, you can use it in any of the interfaces, whatever whatever one you prefer. Yeah, and I think it's an important point you made like a minute ago. What was that? <laughs> it was the just playing with it, like yeah, actually going through it. Because a lot of people, they put that one prompt in and say, oh, well, this, uh, this isn't worth it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but just ask it a couple more questions. Yeah. And it, keep going and, and yeah. it can use it. And there, it's not perfect, but I, m- the work that I do, I mean, it's like, it's so much my output is so much better that from what i use it at least that's my view of it mm-hmm. um so i mean is it it does save time but it's not Definitely. like it, it's and not brain like the power. easy well i wouldn't say that well, because you have to know what you're asking 
Yes, but I find sometimes getting started is the hardest part. And so if I can just quickly shoot off a question of, write me an opening statement for a lesson around mitosis. Yeah, it will get me started. Really boring, but yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you just have that, you know, writer's block, the creative block, where you just cannot put anything on paper. Very big block if I'm talking about mitosis. It's one of the exemplars they use here in magic school, so that's the only reason I know that word. Oh, I thought you mean like my toe. You know, no, no. no. All right. Science. That was my attempt at science. A dad joke. You can't make me laugh again, otherwise no, we won't finish I, this episode. Yeah, I th- and I think we're almost done here. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. Glad to hear it. So, yeah, if you have any questions, you can reach out to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to forward it straight to Doug. So, yeah, no, it's... um. I'm, I am, though, happy to sit down with people. Sometimes you just want a tech person next to you while you're exploring to kind of just, like, think out loud to. And I, I am actually happy to come and do that. I love to see, like, the little light bulb go off when you're like, wait a minute, it can write report card comments for me? Or, wait a minute, it can respond to parent emails for me? Like, yeah. I can. Let's do it. Yeah, we didn't even get into this because now it's we're getting long in the tooth here. Yeah. Um, but you know, MTSS. Yeah, long, long <laughs> in the tooth. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's it's an expression. <laughs> I've never heard that. Well, there you go. You learn something every day. Anyways, I was able to get into MTSS, but that's more serious. Yeah, like with technology, it's just so difficult to do uh, multi-tiered support systems yeah it's so difficult to tear out your classroom and but we're going like to get to a stage yeah. where technology is going to really help with that yeah um, so anyways but that's for a future episode yeah. when we get into that um we're, we're getting long on the tooth what's the t- i don't know it just comes out of my out head of i heard it somewhere all right all well right. we look forward to hearing from everybody and Hopefully we can put out another episode before our Choice PD comes in the spring where we will have a lot of tech presentations and we look forward to seeing everybody there. Yeah, and I just looked it up again because, you know. Long just in the tooth. Long in the tooth, yeah. So it means rather old. So I was right but, on the money. But yeah, you had never heard that expression. I've never heard that. My grandma says a lot of funny things. That has not yeah, been one of you're them. You're comparing me to your grandma now. All right, yeah. well. I guess that's it for this episode. All right. And uh, we'll catch you next time.